We know that finding staff for schools is very tough, especially this year. And what if we spent some time focusing on how we could keep the staff that we already have? And that's the topic that we're going to be talking about this week. We've had a lot of experiences between the three of us, and we have a lot to learn. And so we acknowledge that we are part of a creation, part of a natural world. And we all live as treaty people on the traditional lands of Indigenous peoples. Make sure that you check out the free resources that we have on www.restorative.ca, our website, or you can find a little bit more about us at circleforum.ca, follow us on Instagram, circle.forum, and YouTube, Circle Forum. With so many people leaving schools and different positions at schools, we came across some research from the RAND Corporation about what leaders can do to maintain staff at their school. If you can keep somebody there, you don't have to go looking for someone else. We hear it all the time, staffing in schools, it's a real problem. What are you noticing? What are you hearing? What are you seeing about staffing in schools now? I think some of the conversation, it depends who you talk to, is interesting about why, what is what is happening with staffing in schools. I think there's a lot of things that are misunderstood about staffing in schools. It's always been seen as a kind of cushy job, easy job. I'm not saying it is by any means, but this is some of the perceptions sometimes, right? That the it's top heavy, that people don't want to take on extra tasks. There's, there's all these misconceptions around staffing in school or why people are not wanting to go into the profession. But I think that isn't very accurate for sure. Yeah. In Ontario, obviously, people, the mis the perception is, of course, it's a well-paid job and it is a right. well-paid job compared to a lot of some, a lot of professions out there. And so everybody says, it's all about money. If you give them more money, people will be happier at their job. And if we're heading into that that negotiation phase of new contracts in the fall. Of course, the law will be asking for more money, but it's not about money. We see the examples in the states where they're struggling in some school boards in some states to get teachers. So they're offering more money, huge raises, 10 and 12% and 14 and 17% I've seen in some states. Some schools struggle to find teachers year after year, and some schools don't seem to ever seem to have a problem with that. And what are the reasons for that? We're all pulling under the same pool of teachers and occasional teachers, supply teachers. Why are some schools seem to be okay and other schools short supply teachers day after day? You really have to ask that question and delve into it. I mean, I've got some thoughts on the matter because I worked with a lot of supply teachers this year and some gave me some real insights on as to why they come to that school day after day and whereas other schools would struggle to find teachers. So it's more than money. It's more than the perks. There's something else going on that's allowing some schools to attract teachers and other schools not, or even some school boards and other school boards not. Well, let's hear that story you were just alluding to about cool. a supply teacher who does want to come to a particular yeah, school, because I think, I, I think it's like supply teachers in 2022, they are a very rare breed. It's a tough job. Well, so I was lucky. I was, you know, We've said before in, the, in our podcast, I was back, back in schools for three months this year. 
And in one school, there was a supply teacher that came in every day and we would actually book her ahead of time for days when we could, if we knew teachers were going to be away. And she was more than happy to come to that school. And I would hear her talk to her. I would overhear her talking to the office staff and she'd say, I love coming to this school. I'll come to this. This is the only school I will go to because I like the, the office staff is great. The secretaries are great. And I bring them coffee. They bring me coffee. The principal will come out and say, here's the jobs. We've got a couple of jobs today. Which one would you like to do this? Or that? So I had some choice. Whenever there was choice, I would be given choice, not just assign something. And even on those odd days where there wasn't any choice and maybe she took an assignment that wasn't her favorite, she knew the next day she probably would have a choice. So she loved coming back to that school because I think my feeling is she was treated fairly and with respect. She felt she was part of the staff, even though she was an occasional teacher. So that's the school she went to. She had a relationship with that school. Absolutely. She did. And she'd been supply teaching and covering that school for a couple of years. So she was seen as one of the staff by all the other staff members. They included her in staff functions and here, sign this card for so's birthday. She was one of the staff and she could have gone to any school on any given day, or she could have said, no, I'm not coming in on a Friday. I want to go shopping, but she didn't. She came into work, but she loved it. So it's interesting then that this RAND research, and we'll have a link to this in the podcast description, talks about what leaders can do to overcome the staffing shortages. And really it comes down to, according to this research, that leaders take what they do with students in terms of building relationships and start to apply that to adults, build adult to adult relationships. That's what you're talking about. There was an option there for her and she made a choice to return to this school as, and as many other teachers and other professions within schools have choices if they're on a supply list and they choose where to go. So that even speaks to more why the relationship piece is more, more important than ever was before. When people have choice, they're going to choose a place that makes them comfortable and they feel welcomed and respected. That's where they're going to go. Micro and macro, the things that leaders can do and on a micro level is how you speak to those occasional teachers that come in every day and you give them a key and you show them where their classroom is and all those little things to make their job easier and make sure they get their breaks and don't, don't abuse them by saying, cover this class and only need you to do three yard duties. But on the macro level, from a board perspective and from that principles, you know, the longer a, a leader is in a school, they have a chance to develop in that climate, that relationship climate that, the, that is so valuable. So the, the teachers will keep coming back because, Hey, I like that leader. I feel respected by that leader. And this is her fourth year or fifth year or sixth year as principal on a macro level boards decide to move principals and vice principals around. The more they move them around, the less chance there is for those leaders to develop those relationships in those schools in a positive way that staff then say, Hey, I want to stay at this school because I really like working for this leader. But if they're gone every two years, that just doesn't happen. So it sounds like a structural thing that we can do is actually leaving the system leaders, whether that's principals or vice principals in the positions that they're in a little bit longer so that they can develop those relationships. But you also said something I thought was quite interesting, you said it's little things. Can you think of some little things that are actually very restorative and build relationships? I can share a story that speaks to that. We had three smaller schools in one community come together into a large school. 
So now the staff group was probably 50 to 60 people now in this large, beautiful new school. And they've been doing that since September. And we came in March to start doing restorative practices within that school. And we started off with the training with all the staff in a large circle. So 50 to 60 people in a circle. And we started with our low risk questions, just the kind of things you do to get people used to things. And at the end of that circle, their re reflections were, I learned things about people I hadn't, I don't even cross paths with this person. I've never spoken to them since September. We're working in the same building and I didn't know anything about them. And just with this simple exercise, they felt more of a connection as a group. They were all there doing the same thing, working very hard to come together as a community and bring three schools together. But there's times in a day that they didn't even cross paths. So that simple piece of knowing something personal about somebody that then they can then go and have a connection with. And we've talked about that before, but the, it was so meaningful for this group that had been together four or five months already and didn't know these small things about each other. It's how you talk to the people in the hallways and how you greet them in the mornings. And, and do you make that time to talk to your staff? Once you get to know them, they'll tell you about their whole life and all those things. And those are all the pieces that make it easier to be the leader of the school when you know more about your, the, the staff that you're working with. But those little things like thank you cards and we see all the time, what gifts do I give my teachers? Little things that felt just me, a teacher. I think it's important. Those little things. Those are the I little think, things. That, yeah. I think the little things like appreciation. Acknowledgements. Oh my goodness. I think if, if it was just, if there was one thing that I could suggest, it's just to acknowledge and thank people for what they're doing on a daily basis. But here's another thought. What about, we always tell teachers to stand at their classroom door and greet their students by name as they came in. What if hmm. you were out and available and just greeted people on your staff by name, custodians, EAs, secretaries, and just had a little 30 second, hey, how's it going? How was your day going? How was the drive-in? Did you manage the hot weather okay? Did you manage the blowing snow? Whatever. Just have the leader go to the door, metaphorically speaking, but just to be available when people come in to greet them by name. And greet. Say hi. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. When I think about the supply teacher that Steve was just talking about, I can almost guarantee when she came in, there was going to be some exchange about something they knew about each other, whether it was the kid's soccer game or a vacation they were going on. It wasn't just going to be business. There'd be a small exchange of a greeting or a sharing of something. That's restorative practice in action. That's restorative leadership to engage staff. And I think one of the things that we often miss in schools is that we're not as intentional about building those relationships with the adults. And that's what this RAND research also speaks to. So what's a simple, practical thing that any of us could do to demonstrate restorative leadership and engagement in our school. You just use the word intentional. And I think that's the key is do something that works, but do it intentionally. Block a time a day, every day that you're going to do certain things and make sure you do it and just say, no, I can't be in a meeting at this time. I have to be here. And if it's intentional, if it's something that works, make sure you do it every day. Don't just do it once or twice. If I have 
done that now. I don't have to do it anymore. I talked to everybody once this month. I don't need to talk to them again. It needs to be intentional. And if it's giving out, if it's getting birthday cards for every teacher's birthday, then do that. If it's giving them thank you cards after they've coached a team or run a club, then make sure you do that consistently with everybody all the time. But it has to be intentional. And that's the key point of it, I think. Yes, I think it's very much the same as we would do for students. It's the same thinking. And also not to make it the intentional, the purposeful action, something so big that you can't continue it because we know that's not good either. So just the acknowledgement or whether that is a card, whether that is just, is it an email? Is it a pass by and said, I walked by your classroom and what I saw was awesome going on in there. That goes a long way to build that relationship. But just like we would do with students, learning things outside of their academics or learning outside of their workplace, just something about them that you can connect on. What I was thinking about was actually catch people being good. You know how you do that with yeah. students? You try and catch students being good. Why not do that with adults? If you see, I'm terrible at writing notes and that acknowledgement piece, I recognize, I acknowledge that in myself. <laughs> However, to just make a quick comment about something, hey, I really like the way you, or that was very cool. Can you tell me more about how that went? Or right. you said you were going to do this in your phys ed class. How did that go? Just showing an interest, I think, in the person, not just in the person doing the job. And I think sometimes what we ha what happens is we fall into a role and that role prevents us from actually building relationships with people as people. So bring yourself to the job too. It sounds simple and yet it's so profound. Restorative leadership means paying attention to the people that you work with. And here's the symmetry that I just love. Take what we would do with students in terms of building relationships with students and apply that to the staff. Use things like meeting them at the door, that kind of stuff. Be creative. If you want to find out more about restorative practices and restorative leadership, send me an email to stan at restorative.ca. Check out our website, www.restorative.ca. And let's keep connecting with our staff.